and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. And we talk every week about the reality of running our property businesses. Simon owns Spitalets and created Patma, a leading portfolio management software system and a source of property market insights. And Stuart runs a portfolio of co-living properties with a six-figure turnover. And please do reach out to us at bizofproperty. That's at B-I-Z of property on Twitter. If you want to engage with anything we've talked about, I know we had Simon Glastonbury on last week to talk about rates. And the week before that, we were talking about replacing incomes or not with buy-to-let. And we'd always love to hear from you as people that listen to the podcast. So please do reach out to us. Today's episode, Simon and I were talking about our limited companies and the reasons that we've bought in limited companies is because we think we hope that that's going to be better for us financially, either short, medium term, or certainly longer term. I, I don't know, actually. I think for me, it was just an experiment. I wanted to see how it would work. <laughs> well, I think, I, I'm just always curious about these things. I mean, give it a go. See what happens. As your accountant, I'd be very happy with this experiment <laughs> because at least I'm getting some income myself. So I guess the best place to start, Simon, for us on this is assuming we've got a property business, which we have because we've got a business of property podcast, and we are taking rental revenues into that business. The question is then, how do we take money out? Because I would say personally, I don't ever feel like my company's paid me. Now, it has. It, a lot of it seems like a paper exercise, and I'll come back to that. But of course, we do want our businesses to pay us. So given your current experiment, can you Tell the listeners a little bit more about how you're thinking about and setting up paying yourself from said company. Yeah, so I think we should we should dig into the actual figures and, and let people know what how it's really working uh, a little later on. But if we start with sort of the, the wider reasoning and thinking, and one of the reasons you invest in property is to build long-term wealth. And that applies within a limited company as well. So over the long term, the hope, the intention, my hope, my hope intention is that this company will build its own wealth effectively and build its own ownership and its own revenue. So based on that, you might think, why am I taking money out of it? Because surely in order to, to grow and invest in more property in the future, it's going to need more money, not, not less money. So, so why, why am I taking money out of it? And it's, I mean, it's partly my, my personal circumstances and, and needing to, to move, move this money around. But the, the main thing that enables this for me is the fact that I have loaned money to the company as a director's loan. And under the current rules, that means that that, that money can effectively move around freely without cost or impact. There's no tax associated with it or anything else. So I can put more money into the company at any point, <laughs> assuming I have more money. And and that's a director's loan to the company. And there's no no cost involved in that. And in the same sense, or, or in the same way, I should say, the company can repay that loan or some of that loan to me as, as it wishes at any time and at any any point in any amount. And that also has no cost to me or to the company. There's no tax involved, no, no fees or anything like that. So that, that is a lot of how and why I am 
extracting money from this company at the moment because it's it's free to do so and it's convenient for me to do so. If I was having to pay out in salary or dividends or something that had a, a tax implication or other cost involved with it, then then I think I would be arriving at, at different conclusions for, for my particular setup. So so I, I don't think, I mean, of course, our normal proviso applies. We're talking about our personal experiences. None of this is advice, tax advice, legal advice, any other kind of advice. Talk to a professional. This is just our personal views and our personal experience. And in that personal capacity and personal situation for me, it is convenient to do this and it is free for me to do. So, so hence it works and that's, that's what I'm doing. But there are, there are many other situations where, where it would not. The only thing I would add is, is also when, when you're getting repaid a loan, as we do, we, we set interest rates for ourselves and speak with our accountant about what the, the best rate is for that. And I think typically in our business, it's been 5%. So if we've loaned a business, it is reasonable that as there's someone that is lending money that we, we'd expect an interest return on that. And so there is benefit there as well. So that's an interesting point. And the last time I looked into this, my understanding, again, not advice, talk to an accountant, is that charging yourself interest on a director's loan complicates it. As in, it means that it is then a, a, a profit. There is profit being made. And hence, you have cost and tax implications around that. I don't know the details. I can only remember that it added some complexity. And hence, I decided against doing that. So I do not charge my business any interest on my loan. It's, it's completely simple. It's just, it's just a capital movement. There's no, there's no interest involved. So, so yeah, it, it, it would be interesting. I, I, I mean, do you pay some, I mean, I suppose if, if you as a person has lent the money to your company and you're charging it interest, that it is you as a person who is then making profit from that. I mean, I suppose it's effectively, well, I don't know. I don't know if there are special rules around director's loan because obviously I have angel investments in other property investment companies and that is arranged as a loan with interest being paid on it. And I do pay tax on that interest element of what they pay me. So, so do you have to pay tax as you extract that interest out of your company? Well, as you just said, I think it depends on on the amounts and what you're doing. So for in my own company, I don't actually do that. However, I do have a, a separate company that where I've got a, a joint venture partner and we do potentially receive interest, but it's a nominal amount. And I guess the, the tax, the tax events obviously occur when money comes out of the company. And at the moment, as you said, it is quite complex because at the moment, Without getting into the detail, my company owns 50% of another company. So that money is coming back up into a company. It's not coming out of a company. So the short answer is, I don't know. Yeah, the rules are different. I, I think the rules are different whether you're a director of the company or not. And also the, the rules are different when it's company to company. So, so yeah. Let, let's finish that conversation there. Talk to an yeah. accountant if you want more advice on that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> don't talk to us. But it, it, it is... It is an interesting way, and it is the first for many because the company generally cannot start without cash in the bank, and usually it is us or an investor partner that's going to put that money in the bank. So, the getting some of the loan, the print, even the principal loan returned is is the way of getting cash back out of that company. Okay, so before we move on, let, let's just 
dig in very quickly to my my actual numbers to give give real example because people I I mean this is this be good actually get in touch let us know email us show at thebusinessofproperty.com. do you like when we dig into actual real numbers and real examples or would you rather we we talk about more high level concepts and ideas I don't know let, let us know but anyway for today let's dig into some real numbers so we've already talked about the investment I had to put into this company in order to purchase the property and refurbish the property and various other elements that were impacted by that. So we're not going to recap that today. I'll put a link in the show notes to the, the previous episode though, if you want to go back and catch that. So it's all up and running now. And that means that I have a monthly income, monthly rental income of £1,650. And out of that, I have to take my mortgage payment, which is currently £746, my accountant fees, £105, a small service charge for the estate the property's on, £35. And then I, I allow sort of £100 a month just as a, a floating buffer for collecting money for voyage, repairs, etc. I don't pay agents, so I don't have any other costs there. And it's a, it's a buy to let. So it's really simple. That, that's it, basically. I mean, there, there's a little bit of insurance and, and other things in there, but, but basically that, that's it. And that means that I have just under £1,000 a month of of expenses. It gives me 650-ish pounds of profit, if you like, gross profit a month. And now I've also, in my calculations, allowed for a corporation tax payment. Again, speak to an accountant, but I don't think I'm going to be paying corporation tax in this company for a little while because of some of the expenses involved in getting the property up and running and things. But I'm not a professional, so don't take my word for that. So I've included a corporation tax allowance, just under £150. I would just like to say at this juncture, though, and, and this is a key thing for me, and this is why many of us, certainly myself, went into a limited company because, and I get a little bit passionate about this, because the whole Section 24 introduction of getting taxed on money that I don't actually receive is something that I just cannot abide so the fact that even though I, I might have rent of a thousand pounds and a mortgage of five hundred pounds, therefore leaving me with net income of five hundred, why I have to pay tax on a thousand pounds when I don't see five hundred of it is something which I just find unpalatable in the extreme. Because that's not how businesses operate. The only caveat to that I would say is that I guess that is why they introduced that. Because it pushed people like you and me, and certainly your your experiment anyway, to create a company, and therefore you're now in an area where they can monitor this and check this. But even so, so the reason I'm talking about this now, of course, is because in a business, typically you can only be taxed. And again, there's compl- a lot of complexities around this, and I, I, I for one, make sure that I speak to my guys about this. But is you know. Getting taxed is, is really about when we're making money. And so just wanted to, to talk about that as you were talking about your corporation tax plan. But I, I also think it's, it's really good that you've baked that into your actual numbers. Yeah. So as you say, in a company, it's really simple because you, you've just got income, minus expenses, then 20% tax. You, you don't have to worry about all the strange extra interest allowance things that you do for, for Section 24 and personally owned property. So yeah, it makes so much more sense and it is so much simpler. Although 
I will say that tax is never actually simple. But no. Sim- sim- simpler. <laughs> and at the moment, we're just talking about tax on profit. We haven't talked about salary. That's a slightly different thing. So we're talking about the profit on the business. We're not talking about salary coming out of the business. No, indeed. And that leaves me with a bit over £500, in theory, sort of net profit in the company that the, the company could do with whatever it wants. And the company could keep it, put it in the bank and save it up for the future. It could pay me a salary from it. It could pay me dividends from it. But if it paid me salary or dividends, then there would be tax implications for me as a person receiving that money. But because the company also owes me some £195,000 in terms of director's loan that I paid into it to get things started, it can actually just make a payment against that loan. And there is no no tax implication, at least as the rules currently stand. So, so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm being cautious again. So not only have I made an allowance for corporation tax, I'm then not extracting the full amount I could. So my, my personal choice is currently I'm extracting £400 a month. And, and just, just for curiosity's sake, yes, that does mean it would take nearly 41 years for, for this company to repay the, the full director's loan that it currently has. But, but there you go. And as I said, it's, it, it is currently free for me to move this and it is a convenience for me to do so. And, and hence I am. So there, there are my figures. Stuart, your situation and your extraction of, of funds from, from your companies is a little more complex. Do you, do you want to give us a, li- a quick overview? No. <laughs> okay, well, that was a simpler answer than I was expecting. <laughs> so as you said, it's a little bit more complex. And I'm going to be quite honest, my company, which, you know, the inception of my company was in November 2016. On paper, we haven't actually made any money in that time. And, you know, in, in the forthcoming year, we are looking at hopefully breaking in because, because clearly I want a profitable business. But actually, I'm just going to dive in there quickly and say that, that that is kind of one of the ways you can arrange things in, in a company. Because of course, in, in the company I just described, there, there is profit there and it's then being used for whatever. And, but because it's profit that I have to allow for that corporation tax and. The, the payment, the repayment of the loan is not an expense. It, it cannot be counted against the profit. Whereas if you're paying salaries, for example, they are an expense for a company. So you can, for example, pay the salaries and obviously personal, the, the people receiving those salaries may have to then pay tax, but then they reduce the tax liability of the company. So the company might then pay less tax or maybe even no tax. Maybe it, it doesn't make a profit at all. Great. Sorry, I, I interrupt. Please go. No, and, and that is actually the stepping stone to where I'm going. So within the business, we put a salary in both for myself and for my wife. And that salary is always based on what the salary that one can take out of a business without paying the, the tax, which in, in our last year's accounts was just over £8,800 per person. So for example, so that means for us, that's, you know, on an annual basis, £17,500 could come out as a salary without the requirement for paying tax, assuming that is the only income we get overall. Again, we're not going to get into all of that detail because we, we just have long enough. <laughs> yeah, we are finishing up this episode in just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so for me, the first way is, is salary. But of course, you know, we, we've four mouths to feed. 
in terms of children and mortgages to pay, uh, eight eight hundred pounds a month just just isn't going to cut it, or, or six hundred pounds a month. But that is the first way. So we have we take out a salary, and similarly to you, there will be loan repayments as and when that comes out of the the business. The the third way, which I have done on a couple of occasions, but not directly through our property business, is dividends. But you can only take dividends from a business when that business is in profit. And I, I think hopefully the reasons for that are blindingly obvious because it wouldn't make any sense for a company to be paying any dividends if it was in a loss-making position, which historically my company is. But you, you've made some good points there, Simon, as well, in terms of costs out of the business and you know salary coming out as a cost, therefore, you know, reduces, reduces the profit. Exactly. The, the business makes a, a loss or at least no profit. On, on paper, but, but it has, it has paid you income. So, so yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily, just, just because it, the business is not profitable per se does not mean that, that it is unable to, to provide an income for people. Yeah, exactly. So although it's slightly more complicated from, in my simple brain, it is fairly simple at least anyway, except for us, because it's either we get some of our loan repaid, which, which does happen. And that comes off. You know, the, the gross profit, the GP, and then it's salary. And then typically for us, if we're refinancing properties, then obviously again, that's very similar to a loan because, because actually that is borrowing money. It's not actually income. It's money that's borrowed. Of course, massive, massive caveat at some stage that money has to be paid back. And unfortunately that is the rub. So when we do hopefully increase values of properties and refinance to get that money into the business. Yes, that money will come out to us in the form of a loan repayment, but of course the borrowing has just gone up in the business and there's interest, et cetera, et cetera. But they are the sort of key ways that I look at taking capital out of my business. Or of course the alternative is that you, you go out, you find private wealthy individuals and you get them to pay you lots of investment money, as in loans to your, your company. And then you buy property with with mortgages, and they, they t- you take out more loans there. And then you you pay yourself a huge salary, which means that there's basically no money left in the company. And then you go and live in a different country, and it all falls apart. And then you're rich, and you're sorted. I think I think that's how most of the property training approaches currently suggest. Is that right? I don't. Know. Apparently, that is the model, although. Moving to another country is now moving into, I was going to say Her Majesty, but it's His Majesty's, under His Majesty's care and direction now, because a lot of these things are going to court. But yeah, so, I mean, that is a kind of a model I have followed because we, I did put a lot of investor capital into the business and one for another day, but that is what puts a lot of what we can term downward pressure, i.e. a lot of bloody costs coming out of the business in terms of interest into the business. So not a model I would... Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, just, just, just to clarify, when you say that's a model you followed, you're you're not now planning to disappear and leave everyone with huge debts and uh, to pick up the pieces. Well, you can't see me, my Bermuda shorts under the under the table, can you? <laughs> so, just to wrap it up, they they're, they're, they're the key ways that Simon and I have really you know, taken money out of the limits company. It's quite straightforward in terms of salary. So under tax threshold, make that easier. Director's loan repayment with or without interest, depending on advice you receive, or dividends. 
in terms of you know if, if the business is making money and again that i i believe just to comment on that 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 is also becoming not so attractive anymore because those payments have, have dropped markedly in the last five years in terms of what you could take out of the business so that isn't as appealing as as it once was but lots of different ways and as simon said anything that you do that we haven't mentioned today please do reach out to us either show at the business of property.com or at biz of property on twitter we'd love to hear from you and we do appreciate anyone that has reached out to us we, we love receiving engagement on this show other than that we'll see you next week